find this information fascinating. And so how do I best put it in a package that kids are going to find fascinating too? Hold on to your seats. It's Jocelyn Risch on You May Contribute a Verse. I'm Josh Munkin, children's lit author, father, science communicator, and podcaster, joined by my co-host, Brenna Jennerett, children's lit author, mother, avid climber and outdoors person, and podcaster. This is the podcast, You May Contribute a Verse, where we talk to kid-lit creators, share their stories, and learn from their journeys. Is this a nonfiction podcast? I've never really thought about it that way, but the more we talk to today's guest, Jocelyn Risch, about her book, Battle of the Butts, and her journey into nonfiction, the more we realized that we're here just like Jocelyn to inform and educate, but also to entertain and laugh. Jocelyn's been writing for a long time. Like many of us, she's written a lot that she's back-pocketed, and like many of us should strive to, she's found some really fun success by staying open to inspiration and affectionately pinching inspiration's butt when it came a-calling. Battle of the Butts is what's resulted, followed at the end of this year by its semi-sequel, The Non-Fictional Battle of the Brains. There's so much to this chat that's just pure delight. I'm really happy to share Jocelyn's journey through self-discovery, publication, self-promotion, nerding out with scientists, and more. Here, without further ado, is Jocelyn Risch's verse. Hi. 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 How are you? <clears throat> By the way, uh, cramming a bagel in my mouth. Sorry. Totally <laughs> <laughs> <Only> fine. <laughs> Got a carb load for these kinds of things. Else. Yeah. Well, I started with leftover microwave pancakes for my kids' breakfast. Oh. <laughs> so I'm really classing nice. it up. My Yeah. My husband, like my son eats like a squirrel. And so there's always like half eaten things around the house, you know, and I mean, I don't like to waste food either, but my husband especially is just, it like just drives him bananas. And so I always see him just wandering the kitchen and he's like, I guess I'll eat half of this and like a piece of that. And he's just like, he's like, I am trying to, you know, stay in shape here. This is ridiculous. Like I cannot do that on a four-year-old's diet. This is like, you know, it's counterintuitive, but also, you know, trying not to waste food. So yeah. Anyways. You said it's been it's bananas. If it's anything like our household, it's half eaten bananas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> half eaten like yeah, like brownish bananas. And you're just uh, like, oh, like do I have to? <laughs> like, so Jocelyn, our first to. question for you is what's your what's your stance on leftover food? <laughs> on food on the food waste fan. challenges. <laughs> that's why I have dogs, so I don't have to deal with leftover food. <laughs> I'm oh, that's true. Yeah, no, dogs are very helpful. Our yellow lab is very good about cleaning up whatever my husband does not get to, but also not good for her. Like she's already yeah. a big girl, like 80 pounds, and she's definitely she's definitely all about snacking. And so I had to tell my son the other day, I'm like, um, I'm like, you're really sweet about feeding Big D, but we got to kind of hold off because like she's getting really old and she can't handle that much weight on her legs anymore. It's not it's not a good scene. So like we have she's, to figure out. She's bigger else. D now. Yes, Aww. yes. <laughs> bigger D. Poor poor Big D. Her name is Denver, but yeah, we call oh. her, we call her Big D. <laughs> we will give you some space to speak now, Jocelyn. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a perfect segue. So Denver has Denver is Big D because she's got she's got this well, she doesn't have a big butt necessarily. It's you know, it's in tune with her body, it's proportional, but her tail is like out of control. So she's always knocking stuff over. So it's a perfect segue into Battle of the Butts, which my son <laughs> Loves. He loves Aww. animals and he loves all things butts, which is probably why your book was such <laughs> genius and why it's doing so well. So 
it was so much fun to write. It was just, it was a blast to write. That's why I always say it, it was a blast to write. <laughs> Pun intended. Yes. Um, very much intended. Yeah, for sure. Well, Where? and when I was going to, sorry, I was going to say when Caitlin was on, she had mentioned, you know, that you had, you had written all kinds of other stuff, but it just, you know, for yeah. whatever reason wasn't working. And Correct. then you just got really psyched on one like seed of an idea and yes. like yeah. dove into research. And then this is, this is what happened. And now it's like this great, this great success. So yeah, yeah. tell us, tell us more about that, about the journey to battle of the butts. Okay. Yeah. So I've always been a fiction girl, like all fiction all the time. I've been writing for probably, gosh, I shouldn't admit this, I guess, but almost 20 years. And um, my focus was one on young adult novels. That was very much my focus. Um, and so I have a whole bunch of those sitting on my hard drive. And <laughs> then I, I tried middle grade novels for a while. Um, and I've done other writing. I've had some successful short stories, had uh, several short stories published. I've had some um, scripts get produced into short films. And, um, but it was the elusive book deal, you know, that was, that was the dream from the start when I started and I still hadn't gotten there yet. And so, um, you know, I just kind of finished another round of querying one of the middle grade novels and, um, you know, getting, you start questioning, you know, should I be doing this? Is this, you know, know. and so, um, I, uh, it was late at night. I, I'm addicted to Twitter. Probably shouldn't admit that either. Um, (laughs) And I should have, you know, Jocelyn Rich. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I was, you know, doom scrolling Twitter, should have been sleeping, writing, anything productive. Um, And I came across a meme. It was a cute little meme of a a graphic of a manatee, cute little manatee. And it said, um, manatees control their buoyancy by a cycle of farting. There, (laughs) that's a thing you know now. And I was like, no way. This, no, no, this cannot be true. This is one of those, you know, Silly internet things trying to get clicks. So I Googled it and it is true. <laughs> and the best thing that happened was the Google search brought up all these other articles, brought up all these other animals that do weird things with their butts. So I started reading about <laughs> these other animals that are doing weird things with their butts. And I was like, okay. <laughs> We're on to something is, here. Exactly. I was like, all right, kids would love this. And so then it became a matter of, you know, how do you present this? And I had tried nonfiction once or twice because you go to the SCBWI conference and they say, you know, uh, editors are hungry for nonfiction. I had tried a couple times and let's just say they did not go well. <laughs> so, not that I hungry had, for the leftover n- food. No, <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, you know, uh, you know, I didn't even get past, a, you know, my, you know, my stage barely. You know, I read, I'm like, oh, this is terrible. It's like, you know, the Charlie Brown, wah, 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 wah. That's what they all sounded like. You know, I was like, teachy, teach, blah, blah, blah. And um, so I, I did not want to write it as nonfiction because I knew I was terrible at it, you know, because of you know, my couple little, you know, experiments. And so um, I kind of, I was, for a long time, I thought about trying to make it fiction, you know, a fiction story about a manatee and learning about his farting abilities and nothing ever congealed. And so um, around that time, I got an email from the Highlights Foundation about, called the um, Nuts and Bolts of science writing. And um, so it sounded like exactly what I needed to learn how to incorporate science into your writing. And so I applied for a scholarship and I got a partial scholarship and um, I was able to go and I learned so much and you had to write, um, you had to send into samples. So I did the first three animals, the uh, manatee, the wombat and the turtle. And um, 
the faculty just loved it. They're like, finish it, go home, finish it and send it out. It's going to be amazing. You have to do this. And I learned how to research because I had no idea how to research. Mm. And um, everything I needed was like in that workshop. And so I came home and just pounded it out and sent it out. And that's it. <laughs> Very long. I feel like I've been talking for like an hour. An, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what an SCBWI endorsement, though. Like, they gave you all the tools that you needed to be. Well, it's actually the Highlights Foundation. Oh, Highlights Foundation. Foundation yeah, sorry. yeah. No, yeah, it was great. It's, I love Highlights. I've been twice now, and um, it's amazing. If, I don't know if you all have had a chance to go, but it's it's like a magical. Mm-hmm. It's magical. Like, the whole place is magical. And they feed it's you Disneyland constantly. Kid, kid, it, yeah. it really is. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's so amazing. Man, it goes to show like how important it is to find the voice or like the structure mm. of the yes. story, right? And then it it basically writes itself, right? Exactly. Because I I I identify a lot with what you're saying because I for a long time I've been all fiction, all fiction, all fiction, and recently I finally like polished and finished and sent off to my agent of nonfiction that I've been working mm. on forever. But and Josh knows about my writing style, which is I just write a lot and I shoot from the hip a lot. And so I have like a ton of drafts and I'm just kind of all over the place because that's just how I write. Like it takes me a minute to get to, you know, the voice. But once I found the voice, it sort of just like wrote itself. And I was like, of course, like, why didn't I see this to begin with? Right. And mm-hmm. then you're sort of like, okay, now I know that this like has a sporting chance. Cause what, what you were saying before about like, like, I love the idea about the manatee figuring out <laughs> that he can use his farts, right. For like good instead of evil or like, you know, like whatever, whatever road you want to take that down. But yeah, if it just didn't feel right, then it, you know, it didn't feel right. And now, I mean, the book is incredible the way that you wrote oh, it. Like, you know, you. it's doing so, so well. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And oh, I just had, um, yeah, <laughs> I know. That was the best part was coming up with the alliteration, you know, the butt bonus and the extra booty. It was funny. Actually, it was originally, wait, which one was it? It was the butt bonus was originally Fanny Facts. You know, oh, it's really fun which fact. is also so good. <laughs> Except so, we're in Britain, right? They, that's is exactly that why? Right. Yeah, I because had, um, they don't think of it as the same. It means no. something very different. <laughs> something not super appropriate for Correct. a kid book. <laughs> Correct. And so I sent it, when I sent um, the sections off to my scientists to read, one of the scientists, luckily, um, she's actually Polish, but she lives in the UK. Or, yeah, she lives in the UK. And so she wrote me back and she's like, I, you know, this is all great. I love it. But are you aware of the alternate meaning of Fanny? And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, you're like, definitely not. I would not have put it in there. I'm so sorry. Like reverse, reverse, reverse. Yeah. <laughs> so, and luckily, I mean, we had, it was Fanny fact, you know, for every animal. So we came up with, a, we had a brainstorming session to come up with different things that came up with butt bonus. And I had one other place. I said, oh, it was in the manatee section. Does it said, um, worried about having a jetpack on their fanny. And so I think I had to change it to jetpack on their booty or backside. Oh, backside. <laughs> I changed it to backside. Yeah. So, but yeah. So. Fanny not had to come you, out. Yeah. Not only did you learn about animals, but you also had a personal education about slang for, <laughs> for real yes. Oh my gosh. So I have to tell you, um, I I have a manuscript now that focuses on butt humor as well mm-hmm. that I'm querying around. How do you mm-hmm. how do you feel having this out in the world and hang hanging your hat on butts, so to speak? <laughs> nice, well put, well put. <laughs> well, it was it was funny because I as all this started ramping up and I you know, finally got an agent and finally got a book deal and I'm like, oh my goodness! And this was before COVID. 
and I'm thinking about all the school visits and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to like go to schools and I'm going to be the butt lady. I was like, how do I feel? <laughs> that all the kids are going to be like, it's the butt lady. And I'm like, you know, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. <laughs> it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess I'm sure y'all saw the story about the principal, the assistant principal, Toby Price, who um, got fired for reading the butt book, the I Need a New Butt book. And so, you know, hearing that was, and of course, you know, everyone's sending me, oh my gosh, did you see this? I'm like, oh gosh, yes, it's terrible. Um, that's a little, you know, disconcerting. <laughs> Every other word out of my mouth when I do a presentation is butt or fart or poop. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's so, um, and uh, I, I actually, I, I contacted him on Twitter and sent him a copy of Battle of the Butts, you know, to give him more ammo for, um, you know, entertaining kids and pissing I off love the that. So <laughs> I love that. Nice. But yeah, so hopefully, um, you know, I mean, the book bands in general have been horrible. And I just hope that the kidlet community come together for all the books that are being banned and um, help support the authors so that, and the teachers and educators and librarians who are supporting the authors support them as well. The number of times that I've seen I Need a New Butt at Target <laughs> of all places mm -hmm. is staggering. I never would have thought that no. a book like that would have led to somebody's firing. And yeah. You know, yes. maybe it was an excuse, like the reason, as as mm -hmm. HR does so often. But I mean, was that ever a conversation along the publication route to say, like, mm, maybe this is sensitive? Because it seems pretty innocuous to me. As does mm -hmm. I need a new butt, but you never know right. how people are going to take no. it. Fanny yeah. it was, fanny, I guess. yeah, it was. It was never a battle of the butts. Nothing ever came up. It was never. I mean, only except when the fanny thing came up. You know, that was the one that we're like, okay, we can't do that. Right. But other than that, it was never. It was never a conversation. Never a concern at any point that. But poops and farts was going to be an issue. So. <laughs> it's the well, most it, basic desire of kids to talk about that. Yeah, story. totally. Because I also have a manuscript that has a mm. lot of butt humor, and so mm. that my first go around with it, I got could I got feedback back that was like, I you know I think this is funny, but I see how people could you know be offended or it might be inappropriate because of this this and this. And Josh and I had both read it, and we we thought it was hilarious. Josh even read it to his oldest daughter; she thought mm -hmm. it was hilarious. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed! Like I didn't even consider this, you know." So you never know what is gonna be taken as funny or not funny or inappropriate. Because I I live with a five year old who hates clothing. He's never he never has clothes on. He runs around naked constantly. Butts and farts are the funniest thing in the world. So like, you know, as a parent, of course, of course, I'm not trying to be, you know, inappropriate or rude or any of that stuff. But that's like, that is what is in my life right now. And so to make it into a picture book only seemed, you know, like the next step. But I guess, mm -hmm. I guess my point is with the book banning, I mean, it makes you wonder, you know, if, like, where, where is that line? Like, where are people even... Where, you know, like, I don't, I don't think any books should be banned. I think, no. right. I mean, you should have the choice to read what you want and to, you know, decide as a family what to talk about and what not to talk about. So we actually, we haven't released this episode yet, but we had Betsy Bird on recently and mm. I asked her, you know, what she thought about book banning and how, you know, how she deals with that in her library. You know, what does she tell parents or how do they approach it? And her, her thought, her philosophy, I guess, is, you know, keep them out there 
and then mm -hmm. give them resources to talk about the things that are the issues with the book. So here's the book. You know, you can you can read it. This is like a piece of art and it's out there in the world. But, you know, this is what happened, but pun intended. But <laughs> if if, you know, you you see this issue or the author said something controversial and you want to discuss it with your family, here here are some ways to work through it or here, you know, here is a worksheet to help you have that conversation, mm. which I feel like is the best way forward, really, because if we're mm -hmm. not going to talk about the stuff and we're just going to bury it or take it off the shelves or pretend like it, you know, never happened. I mean, mm -hmm. that's very 1984 of us, right? right. Like right. George Orwell. It's, yeah. you know, you can't just erase history or, you know, essentially mm -hmm. gaslight people and pretend like things aren't out there. Mm -hmm. So um, anyways, to circle way back around, that was a long <laughs> tangent, but I love that you sent him a copy of Battle of the Butts because... <laughs> Butts are everywhere, people. Get I know. It. <laughs> well, even in my, I have two different, um, I'm in two different debut groups from last year. And um, I had another friend, um, uh, Christine Van Zandt, did I say her name right? Oh, gosh. But it's um, the history of underwear. Or her, uh, oh, yes. Oh, what, gosh, I, I got the title wrong. A brief, wrong. Hit, a brief yeah, history of underwear. I knew it had a, yeah. a, a butt pun in there. Yeah, so. yeah. And then um, my other friend, Robin Newman, her book is called Don't Call Me Fuzzy Butt. So like that's oh, yes. three of us in a debut group yes. that have books that mention butt a lot. So kids yes, like it. well, it's funny. You're giving, people, you're giving the people what they want. And by the people, I mean the five-year-olds of the world who love butts. Like you love their yeah. own butts and parts. And, you know, you're catering to that audience. Definitely. So what yes. what is this all done to the way that you think about writing going forward, or the way that well, you think about what you've written for the past twenty years? Yeah, <laughs> it, um, well, now I read science articles all the time. Like I'm on a whole bunch of newsletters that are science newsletters, Nat Geo and the Scientist and all this stuff. And you know, every time I read, I'm like grabbing little snippets. Like, could I turn this into a book? Could I turn this into a book? Could I turn this into a book? And so, um, you know, I've just got a huge word document now full of fun sciencey facts that I think could either be, you know, turned into a nonfiction book or going back to, you know, like my original thing with the manatee is, can I work these nonfiction um, aspects into a fictional book? Um, and so, <laughs> you know, I, I'm seeing myself maybe, and maybe I am a nonfiction writer and just never knew it. And so, um, you know, I have um, Battle of the Brains is coming out in November. I was just going to so ask about that. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I've done my second foray into nonfiction and um, just recently pitched my editor some more ideas for another, a third battle book. So waiting to see how that's going to go. Um, so, yeah, I just, you know, it's like one of those things like um, apparently I'm a nonfiction writer now. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Is is Battle of the Brains also um, focused on animals, like animal brains? Mm -hmm. yes. or I, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, yeah. I don't know how much you can tell us about it yet. I know that it's it's coming out. It's been announced, but. Yeah. Um, the cover the cover reveal was on Wednesday, so the cover came out on Wednesday. Oh snap! So. I got to go and look at that. I saw that it was. I saw you had the publishing like the date, like November. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. um, so we'll forward date it and say the the cover reveal was out two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so the, the illustrator for Butts came back again. I'm so happy, David Crichton Pester. He's back again, and um, nice. he did an amazing job with the cover. When I got the first cat sketch of it, I was like. Because he made the trophy a brain, so the instead of you know, so the butts trophy now is shaped like a brain, and so um, it's very cool. And I've seen some. I haven't seen the final art yet, but I've seen the internal sketches, and it's hilarious. He he does such and, a great job. 
it the the art is so accessible too. I mean, it's so cartoony. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's descriptive. I mean, I'm looking at the this. You can't probably see. <laughs> oh it. no, Maybe no, you can no. See it. no! It's the it's the beetle page. Oh um, yes, yeah. Beetle, oh, what the bombardier, the? Beast, bombardier yeah. beetle page. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so it's so evocative. It's it see it feels like it perfectly balances um, scientific and natural accuracy. Like you can tell what stuff is, mm -hmm. but it's cartoony mm -hmm. enough to still be fun to yes. look at with all the saliva. Yes. And, all that yes <laughs> um so what a get he didn't he didn't put it behind him he was willing to no. yes. Yes. yeah yeah awesome awesome what was the process of working with him like for butts and for brains well it was funny because you know you mostly don't ever talk to your illustrator at all so i had hadn't communicated with him at all during butts and he was um nearing the end of it when he ran into a trouble with the um the beaded lace wing um he couldn't find any reference photos of them because mm. there hasn't been any studies of them. They're very, a very unstudied animal. Like the uh, whole, oh. the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. The whole fatal farting thing is only based on one study and no one has reproduced it since then. So they don't know anything about the chemical components of the fatal farts or anything. They just, you know, had this one study a while ago and no one studied them since then. But anyway, so he was having a really, he was having a tough time finding reference photos. And so um, the, uh, the designer at running press kids, uh, put him in touch with me to see during my research had, had I found anything. And it's funny because like most of the reference photos I was able to dig up weren't great. So <laughs> he had to take some liberties with the, uh, the uh, um, speed lace swings, but he did a great job. And uh, so then, because then we were in touch, you know, we had, I didn't, we didn't even know how to chat with each other. And so then since we had exchanged emails for that, as the book started ramping up, you know, we would be like, Oh, did you see this? And Oh my gosh, this is happening. So um <laughs> Um, and so then, uh, actually, he was part of the launch. He lives in New Zealand. I don't know if y'all know. He he actually lives in New Zealand. Oh. And oh, okay. so, yeah. So the kind of you know this, one of the tiny, tiny, tiny silver linings of COVID is you know all the so many of the book launches going virtual. And so um, you know we had a virtual book launch that he could be a part of. So we were able to launch the book together on release day. So that was so much fun. That's um, really cool to have to have someone sort of in it with you, like as invested mm -hmm. as you are in the book and to yeah, to be a part of that launch and everything. That is that's really cool because I feel like then you're pulling from both, you know, both audiences, so to speak, and it's like a mutual um goal to get the book out there and see it do well. Yeah. And so we were a little more uh chatty while uh brains was happening. I was like, because I, I got a rough uh, uh interesting photo of the octopus brain for one of my scientists. And, you know, I sit that on the data. I'm like, I know you're doing the outsides and not the insides, but here's what the brains look like and, you know, send it on. And so, um, <laughs> but it was still very much, I was hands off, you know, I just, anytime I saw something cool that I thought might help him, you know, with the illustrations, I'd send it on, but it was never, you know, you should do blah, blah, blah. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 You don't necessarily have that pull. No, no. And I don't want to have well, My ideas are yeah. terrible. I, I'm not an illustrator at all. So. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, generally speaking, right, it's pretty, um, not like frowned upon, but I mean, generally speaking, the publishers oh. are like, don't, authors, illustrators, like, stay away from each other. Like, don't talk to right. each other. Exactly. Right. They don't exactly. want all that interaction. Probably exactly. for that reason, you know, because the yeah. author probably gets really territorial and it's like, <laughs> you know, I want you to do this, this, and this, and whatever. So, I feel like it's a rarity, you know, to hear that, that, that not only were you able to collaborate, but also to sort of like, you know, sort of 
um, help the process along. Like I came across this and, you know, nobody knows about this beetle except for, you know, the couple of people who have researched it and like you yeah. guys now. So it was helpful <laughs> to have those extra pictures or like somebody else also looking out for those. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great collaboration to have. Did you, um, I wanted to know, cause you were saying you were in two um, groups, right. To promote mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. to promote the book. So how has that gone for you? Cause I know that can be, that can be a really daunting process to try to promote your book. So can it you is. talk a it's, little bit about that? Sure, yeah. I'm on the um, the picture book scribblers, and we were in the group um, was not necessarily debuts. It was several of the members already had books out, so that was nice because then we had them to, you know, tell us calm down for this, get excited for this, do make sure you've done yeah. this. And totally. then I also yeah, and then I had another group was 21 for the books, and we were a debut group, and so then that was a different kind of thing because it was all of us going. <laughs> 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 It was totally different energy. (laughs) Exactly. So um, it was great being part of both groups. And, um, you know, we've all been just really supportive of each other, celebrating on the book birthday, celebrating cover reveals and on the book birthdays and making sure um, we review each other's books and um, sharing good news via retweets and stuff like that. But yeah, promo's rough. I'm not an extrovert at all. I mean, I'm a huge introvert. I'm introvert. I'm shy. I'm, you know, all the internal uh, adjectives. And so, um, having to put myself out there is really hard. Um, and you know, asking people for things, you know, that's really Mm -hmm. hard and just, it's, it's hard, you know, (laughs) and, um, just the whole process. And it feels like I spend all my time, you know, trying to come up with cute little graphics or, um, think of a way I could, reach this audience and, you know, do the librarians know about butts you know, and that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's, do they know about butts? <laughs> yeah. Do you guys know about sure. butts? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And I've, I've heard from other authors too, you know, once you, it's like you are trying for so long to get this elusive book deal. You finally get it. You're ecstatic. It's like the greatest thing in the world. And then, you know, you're inundated with just like, it's a lot of work trying to self-promote and get it out mm-hmm. there. And so it's almost like, now I have no time to write. Like, how did this exactly. happen, right? You're trying, exactly. trying, trying. You finally exactly. make it happen. And then you you just don't have time for it anymore. Like, all you have to, all you have time for or the bandwidth, you know, the energy yeah. is to promote this book. So do you, I guess on that note, especially because you're an introvert, did you, do you have any sort of like pro tips for anybody listening? Like, you know, like what, you know, like what to sort of reel your energy in for and what to actually like expend it on so that it, it makes like the most impact or like, you know, the most bang for your butt, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's hard because the hardest part about it is you never know if what you're doing is helping in any way. Like, right. you, You can't tie it back. I think that's one of the, um, uh, pluses of self-publishing uh, is that if you do a marketing campaign, you can immediately see, you know, exactly how you're doing. Whereas in traditional publishing, you don't have access to, I just did this campaign to target librarians. Did they buy a single book? You know, mm. uh, you know, so you don't know if what you're doing is actually effective. So I, it's hard to know. My biggest tip is do what's fun. Mm. Like, because, because you don't know, and, and the general consensus is the things individual authors do don't really move the needle at all anyway, that unless the publisher's putting big money behind marketing and promotion, it's not moving the needle anyway. So yeah. do what's fun. So like 
for example, I don't know if you guys saw my pet posterior campaign I did. Um, so, <laughs> I did a countdown. So starting three months before the release of uh, Butts, I asked my, <laughs> my, I asked my two, my two promo groups and all my friends and family. And I put the call out on social media. A lot of lovely strangers uh, sent me, I asked for p- pictures of people's pets, posteriors, their butt. I said, send me, <laughs> send me pictures of your pet's butt. And so then I created a graphic in Canva that had the cover of butts, the release date, and then this cute picture of somebody's pet's butt. And so every day for the three months before uh, Butts released, I posted the countdown. I'm like, you know, 100 days until the release of Battle of Butts, 99 days until the release. And so it was a countdown every day with somebody's um, cute pet butt. <laughs> and so I, I, had, I had so much fun with that because... Um, you know, it was my, you know, because it was most, it was mostly people I knew. But then when it wasn't people I knew, it was so fun too because these strangers were reaching out and sharing their pet booties with me, and that was so yeah. fun. And um, there was a, a a bulldog in particular, Roscoe, this is his name, and uh, he has his own Twitter account, and he has a lot of <laughs> followers. And he he ran across this. I guess I think someone tagged him who knew him, and so then he did it. And because he did it, all these other bulldog accounts that are friends wanted it in too. So I had this whole array of bull of strangers oh, bulldog booties being <laughs> sent to me, and so uh, <laughs> it was like you know. It was just so much fun, you know, and and like several of these people have bought books and um, bought them from my local indie so I could sign them because they wanted signed copies. So I've like, I, and they wanted the books made out to the dogs. So I, you know, got to sign all these books oh, to awesome. the dogs, you know, Roscoe, awesome. uh, um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, all these. And so it was so fun. And so that kind of thing was fun. So I enjoyed it. I have no idea. Well, I do know some books got sold because I know these bulldog owners bought <laughs> so I know I sold at least nice. you know a handful but you know I have no idea if the whole campaign at all really moved the needle but I had fun with it and so it was fun to do and even when it was and, you know sometimes I did get bogged down it was a lot of work I'm like oh gosh I have to put up the pet posterior post today you know I can't miss it can't miss a day and so right. um, I had created a lot of work for myself but I had fun with it and so that is my I've now just a very long way of saying do the things that are fun for you because if it's not fun, it becomes a drag and you have no idea mm. if it's moving the needle. There's no guarantee it's going to move the needle. So just try and think of things that'll be fun and it'll get you interacting with people you might not have interacted with before and make sure you're having fun with it because if you're not, it's going to make you miserable. Okay, time for a quick pause for a cookie break. We're boosting Chewy Reviewy, the cookie pitch initiative to encourage us all to get in better book reviewing habits. Here are our picks for the week, so get out and review yours. This week, I've chosen to review Swashby in the Sea by Beth Ferry. As we pick back up with Cookie Pitch Book Club this week, how appropriate to review a book that came to my attention as a result of Cookie Pitch Book Club itself. This book is one of the only picture books I'd call a fun and flirty meet-cute between two retirees. It's a really adorable look into how the world's magic can break us out of our shells despite our best efforts to hide away. And Brenna's shout-out of the week is Agency Sib, C.K. Malone's debut picture book, A Costume for Charlie, which I'm very excited about. It comes out this month and is perfect for Halloween. Go pre-order or request this important book about being true to yourself. Check the show notes for links to the authors, illustrator, and where to buy the books. Make sure to get your own reviews or library requests in. It's the number one thing that can help an author's sales. And now, back to our show. 
How much yeah. of that stuff do you put on or vet with the publisher or your editor or their marketing department? Um, do you have to clear that stuff ahead of time? Clear the butts. They clear the butts. Um, they, I, <laughs> I did not get uh, a lot of instructions for what I had was allowed to do and not allowed to do. So I do let my editor know. She actually is my point of contact for marketing. And so um, so when I had the idea, I was like, I let her, because oh, then I asked them. I said, will you um, send me? You know, anybody at Running Press, if they have a pet, please send me their butt. And several, oh, smart. The, several of them did. So, um, you know, so I, I did let them know I was going to do that. Um, and some of the stuff I have run by them, some of the stuff I haven't, you know, I just, mm. I, have, I have an idea. I just do it. <laughs> so. Yeah. I like that. But I, and also it makes me, um, it just makes me feel like, oh my gosh, you get to the publishing stage, right? And you feel like, okay, thank goodness, you know, I've arrived. I've got all of these like, people in my corner now there's this team who's going to like you know do this thing but but I know um, <laughs> you know it's time to escape isn't it yes. <laughs> so um you you get to the stage but i know there is not you know generally speaking not a whole lot of money especially for a debut author put into the marketing aspect and so you get to this point and you feel like, okay, I've arrived. This thing is happening. Yeah. I can go back to like working on some other stuff, but it's not. You're sort of just yeah. like out there on your own kind of guessing with yep. what's going to work, what isn't going to work. How do I engage? Who should I talk to? You know, do I go to the library or local schools? How much of my time should I invest in this? And I wanted, I wanted to just mention really quick too, like I, um, a long time ago on some webinar, heard James McGowan also sort of echo mm. what you're saying about his book because, I mean – He's a full-time agent and mm -hmm. agents, as we know, are just not only full-time right now, they're like full-time, overtime, mm -hmm. triple-time, mm -hmm. you know, holidays, weekends, everything. It just bleeds into their whole lives. And he's an author with a, with a book debut coming out, right? And so he said the same thing. He was like, I did hardly not, hardly anything for <laughs> Goodnight Oppie because he just didn't have the time or the bandwidth. But yeah, if you're doing something that you actually enjoy and you think is fun, it's like so much easier, mm -hmm. which you know, we say as writers all the time anyways, like there's so much rejection, so many no's, right. so much right. hardship and just roller coaster of emotions. So if you don't love it, you're not going to do it. You're not going right. to continue to stick with it. And so it makes sense that the through line there is continue to also promote what you love and do mm -hmm. what you think is fun, or it's yeah. just going to be such a, yeah, so just so rough. So I also wanted to just say, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm like rambling, but I have, I have so much to say about this marketing thing, but I was, I was just doing a quick search before we came on with you and I found your St. Patrick's Day word search. Oh, it, yeah. that, that was so smart. It was so smart. Josh, did you see her? Um, no. It was posted on Twitter for yesterday. Yeah. So it's, well, why don't you go ahead and just tell us about your, about how you created it? Cause I thought it was so clever. Yeah, it was, um, it was an idea I had. I wanted to um, reach out to some librarians and, um, you know, I was like, I want to provide them something. I want to be helpful. I know the librarians are just, yes, well, everybody, right? Everyone now. But like, I know librarians are under all the stress because of all the book banning stuff. And then um, teachers, oh, poor teachers. I, oh, my, oh. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. What can I do to help them? But also, you know, promote butts. You know? Um, and so. Win-win. Exactly, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so I had the idea to do this word search uh, with, and it's got, it's, I broke it down. This there's the there's a, a a chunk of words that have to do with St. Patrick's Day. A chunk of words that have to do with that are the nicknames for the animals in Battle of the Butts, like the Pudgy Pooter and the Tough Tushy, and then a couple of words that are their actual names, like Manatee and um, Caterpillar. And um, 
And so and I, I put the little, I grabbed the graphics of a couple of the animals and put little uh, leprechaun hats on them. And, <laughs> and so I um, sent it out to some librarians and then um, I also then wanted to make it public so anybody could have access to it. And so I put it out on my social media and, um, and I put it in a couple of Facebook groups that I knew had educators in there, you know, to give them something, you know, something St. Patrick Eve do on St. Patrick's Day. And again, it was fun. It was, I had fun doing it. So it wasn't, then I made a little graphic too. I don't know if you saw the graphic that went with it, the little leprechaun, he's farting a rainbow. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was a graphic oh to put on social yes. media to grab attention and say, here, say, uh, what if they have a, have a sarcastic St. Patrick's Day. And then, yes. then included the link to get the word search. And um, yeah, I had fun with it. So it was fun for me to do, put together and then put out there. So again, going back to the do things that are fun. Mm. So, and I have one for spring too. I, I have made one for spring and it's a, the graphic for it's, it's kind of, it's, it's actually very much the words. It's exactly the same, except I took out the St. Patrick words and replaced them with springtime words like flower and butterfly and that kind of thing. And, um, and then the actual graphic is a bunny's butt. <laughs> it says, I hope you have a, Bootyful spring. So. Oh my gosh, you are leaning in so hard to this. <laughs> oh no! Oh, <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> all I do is thinking butt puns all day, every day. <laughs> my first. And you'll have such. <laughs> yeah, you'll have such fresh fodder when brains comes out. Just a whole other end of the body. I know. I know. Going from one to the other. <laughs> yeah. Heads and tails. <laughs> How, um, so on brains, uh, mm -hmm. okay. So I'm trying to think of the timeline here for mm -hmm. publication. Cause you, you said you had gotten the deal before, uh, before COVID happened mm -hmm. and all mm -hmm. that stuff shut down, which mm -hmm. had a whole a slew of complications, mm -hmm. um, considering there's what, like a, like a year between the releases of butts and brains. Did you sell them as a pair or did you no, sell them one, no. one right after the other? Uh, yeah, this has been a very sped up timeline very because i only sold it last april we sold it um was that right yeah yeah i think it was, it was april pretty quick yeah yeah, yeah. It was super That's quick and so they, they gave me i think it was six weeks to write brains um oh snap wow they yeah. liked it so much and then they were like yeah. please do yeah. was it their idea or was that no your... it was actually gotta give you said just mentioned james um my my uh agent is tracy Marquini and her like he was her assistant when he started and now they're like super good friends and they chat all the time and yeah. um they were, we were talking about you know uh, what are we you know pitch i had uh i had a couple several lists i had been keeping of animals weird animal traits i had been keeping and so we tracy and i had been chatting about what we should pitch next and apparently she then was chatting with james and they were talking about raccoons and how there are raccoons that can um pick locks and stuff and so yeah. they got, got them thinking about brains and so they're like oh what about battle of the brains because that's the thing you want the, you know we wanted the alliteration and i had had tongues and eyes and noses i think and so but none of that had the right alliteration and so but like brains and so um i actually ended up pitching three i, I wrote up an out uh kind of came up with the animals and comp titles and stuff for three different animals that uh tracy then sent over to um running press kids and um they picked brains so uh so that all came from a conversation with tracy and james <laughs> all right so, so cool. now that i know that alliteration is important if you if you get a third one in the series there's only certain body parts that it could be. <laughs> I know it makes it tough. Well, it was funny because I was doing some um, readings for Read Across America, and um, and for well, I guess this actually came from World Read Aloud Day. A bunch of it was several students from different schools wanted to see stomachs being next, and so I did a haha -ha email to um, 
uh, my editor, or no, no, I did it to my, I, I don't know, I included David, the illustrator. He was on, I was an Instagram that I said, haha, how do you feel about drawing stomachs? And he's like, I'm in it, battle the bellies, let's do it. And I'm like, oh, battle the bellies. That's oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Because I was thinking in my brain, well, there's other words for battle, right? So you could do yeah. like trophies for tushies. I mean, that's that's no <laughs> yeah. but, well, but you could do, I, you know, something else that's well, similar. Yeah, I've been thinking tournament of the tongues is where I've been. Oh, for some nice. reason, I'm, I, I, like, I keep coming back to the tongues because the animal tongues are just wild. And so I was like, tournament of the tongues. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, are they going to want to keep the battle because we're mm. keeping the branding? But so we're going to have to break with alliteration at some point if we keep going with other body parts. But Right. <laughs> Oh, the bellies. So good. That's oh, so yeah. smart. So that's one of them that's in the pitch. So we have battle of the bellies and we have the tongues because I, like I said, I'm obsessed. Uh, I did feet. And what was the... I Fight can't of remember the feet. The, nice. Yeah, right? Right, exactly. Nice. Oh, and eyes because eyes have... There's some really cool animal eyeballs out there. So I, so I pitched oh, wow. for new body parts. So we'll The see. series can just go on forever. I, I love it. It's almost like, like you find that one thing. And if they like it enough, right, then you're good. Like you can just yep. keep, you know, you've got that in. I love yeah. it. Um, so you had mentioned a couple of times that you had had scientists. You said my my scientist. Like how, yeah, how do you. My scientist. There's, yeah. And, and there's there's looking up memes as the basic level of what people think of as research. There's looking up scholarly articles and looking up, you know, pu publications to get it, get it as right as possible. But you went as far as actually consulting scientists on some of this stuff. And presumably you are still on brains and bellies and feet and whatever, you know, whatever comes next. <laughs> yes. I did not actually contact any scientists till after we'd sold the book. Um, Cause I, I, there's, I know some people do and, um, but I felt weird about approaching people because I had no cred or anything. So, I, you know, mm -hmm. I just felt a little and I'm like, I, this thing might just stay on my hard drive. So I didn't mm -hmm. want to waste their, their yeah. time. And so, but yeah, so my, my research process was, you know, I found these initial articles that were like, you know, Buzzfeed and Wired talking about animal butts, you know, different cool butts. So then I would, after I identified a list of animals with cool butts from these kind of pop culture articles, I then did the research into the scientific articles and the um, more scholarly journals. Um, and so that's how I wrote, wrote the book using the, these articles. And then, so like I said, once we sold the book, um, I, I wanted to make sure that in trying to take these articles that were like dense <laughs> scholarly things and, you know, make it to something kid friendly that I hadn't gotten the facts wrong especially the bombardier beetle. That one was the toughest one, right? Because all the chemicals and physics, I mean, it's like a lot of stuff going in and trying to make it kid friendly. Um, I can't even pronounce one of the chemicals, but I felt like I had to put the name in there. So I'm like, whenever I have to read it, I'm like, Hydra yeah, I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> parents. Yeah. I don't even know. Um, and so um, I, uh, I actually found a website. It's a wonderful website called, um, I think it's called 500 Women Scientists, but there's way more than 500. And so it's, um, female scientists who are willing to help out because so often oh, cool. people go to men scientists for quotes and art articles and stuff. And so it's like all these women scientists are like, Hey, we know a lot too. Come pick us. And so I then looked, searched their database, finding experts in each of the animals and then sent emails asking if they'd be willing to read the section on the animal. And everyone said yes. And it was so much fun. And <laughs> Would you send us a link to wherever we can find that? We can sure, put it yes. in the show notes just to yes. share with people because yes. I feel like yes. that's such a valuable research or sorry, resource. Yeah. 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 Sure. I will. 
Yes. Awesome. I am. I'm so glad that I asked about that because the, the <laughs> notion of who became your scientist is so fascinating. Mm. Um, I mean, you, I, I had no preconceived notions of how you would have gone about contacting them, but the, but the reality of, of it is great. Yeah. And for brains, I did a little bit, I, I, I had some of my same scientists because for butts, it was actually very, I had to do it very quickly. Um, well, brains I did too. <laughs> a quick turnaround. Weeks, sure. Yeah. But um, I didn't know, um, I didn't know what I was doing when I was doing butts. And so I, because I found this resource, it was very helpful. Um, so, but when it came time for brains, I, I had some of my same scientists read again, you know, that like my insect person read again and um, my fish, fish lady. <laughs> I don't know. I just, she's like, um, so I went back to many of my scientists, but then I also, because I felt braver because I already, since I had a book out there for the, articles I had used as research, I reached out to those scientists um, so that they were vetting their own words, basically, you know, make sure that I had not messed up their research. Um, oh, smart. Yeah. And so again, just, they're so generous. I mean, people were just lovely. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Alex, the talking parrot. The, um, mm -hmm. the gray, no. African gray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The African gray parrot. Well, I, the, that's the first chapter in brains is about the African gray parrots and all the research they do. And so I've known about Alex for, you know, I mean, when he first came on the scene years and years ago and loved Irene Pepperberg, you know, she was just this amazing, you know, seeing her on the tonight show and all these different shows and the work she was doing with Alex was just like, so wonderful and inspiring and what she did with with her birds was amazing and so and I used her book as part of my research the book she wrote about her work with the parrots and so I'm like okay am I brave enough to do this and I so I did I emailed you know Dr. Pepperberg and she was the very first person who got back to me she's like like 10 minutes That's after I sent amazing. the email she's like I would love to do this this is amazing and so she That's read it awesome. and corrected a couple things that I had uh anthropomorphized Alex a little too much. Um, and so she uh, got, and she got back to me quickly. I told her I was going to, you know, I'd send her a copy of the book, you know, when I said, she's like, please make sure you sign it for me. So I'm like, no, I am excited for you. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. Oh, this wow. woman I had admired for years and all the research she was doing. And she's like, sure, I'll read it. And yes, this is great. Now, yes, please send me a book with your signature in it. <laughs> Gosh, what okay. an absolute gift. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. I, wow. I can say I, I work with scientists for my my day job, helping okay. them communicate on their behalf. Mm. And and mm. I agree with you, the fact that they, or the the notion of them having any opportunity to share in their passion, um, I have found them universally game uh, yes. or down yes. down to clown uh, for yes. whatever whatever the purpose is. Yes. Another oh, scientist because I, I was trying to get the brain weight for each of the because you know in. And butts, I did their full weight, but I decided for brains, I would do the brain weight so that they, and do a comparison object so that kids could have an idea what does 22 grams look like. And so, but some of that stuff I could not find, no matter how I researched, I could not find it. So when I contacted my experts, you know, I'd ask, did they know? And could they give me a comparison object? Um, and it's funny because so many of them, even if they're working with the animal's brains, you know, they don't, they don't weigh them and so if I'm like oh I don't know and um one lady she she took a bunch of Kleenex for me and put it in a little thing and put water in it so it would be the exact weight of what it was so that I could see what it looked like and she sent me pictures of what it looked like you know when she put a quarter beside it a couple things beside it so I could see exactly what that amount of mass looked like and oh wow like, that's so you awesome. are amazing <laughs> thank you so I mean that was like way above and beyond <laughs> 
what I was asking. So it was just, they just, you know, they're scientists. They love their, their animals they're studying and they, they love to experiment, play with things. So they were willing to do that for me. And it was, it was wonderful. What I'm, what I'm gathering is that, I mean, especially for nonfiction, there's so much more that goes into writing than writing itself. I mean, we haven't mm. talked about any any bit of writing process. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about fun Instagram photos and talking to scientists <laughs> and things, uh, and that's that's a that's a fascinating concept that it's not just writing's not just writing. But the writing part is fun. That was in both books. It's always been about trying to find um, the fun way to present this. Inf- I find this information fascinating, and so how do I best put it in a package that kids are going to find fascinating too? And so that, that has been fun and making, you know, like alliteration, I always go back to alliteration. That's one of my big things. And then trying to make the little puns, which was a lot easier with butts than it was with brains, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> doing your best. Totally. Totally. We always do our best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm still interested in, uh, I want to press on this more because uh, obviously like any, any writer, we've all got a back catalog that is a mile long. I mean, what, what do you hope for? You've got brains and bellies and butts and, and all this looking ahead, but what do you hope for with the rest of your stuff? Does that still have a life? I think there's some, several of the titles do. Like my, one of my Y novels has won several awards. It was actually the, I got the SCBWI work in progress grant. Oh, wow. You know, like, but that was like, gosh, I think we're getting on, we're getting up on like close to 10 years ago, eight or 10 years, you know, it's been a while. And like, I remember when I ran that, when that grant, I, broke down into sobs. Like I just, when they called to tell me, I just like, I started crying on the phone call. And then as soon as I hung up, I like just was in sob, sobbing because I'm like, this is it. This is my big break. I've won the work in progress grant. This means it's going to be published. Well, you know, all about these that. years yeah. about that, you know, and I got, I got, I, when I queried it, I got really close a number of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, but the, and with that one, the main issue that I got was that the character read as more middle grade. Um, the, the voice was very middle grade, but the subject matter, because it's murder, it's a murder mystery and it's pretty a violent murder mystery that I couldn't, I couldn't didn't do it as a middle grade novel. So mm-hmm. I was in this weird zone that the voice read middle grade, but the subject matter was definitely YA and I couldn't figure out a way to reconcile that. And so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I actually switched to middle grade is because I kept getting feedback that my voice was very middle grade. And so I switched over to middle grade and again, got close several times, but (laughs) never quite got there. And ultimately you were like, I'll show you. I'll just switch. I'll just write about. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I've secretly named all of you uh, after these butt animals. (laughs) So I would love to, you know, try again with some of these, you know, and, um, you know, and now it's been so long with my YA novel that I would have to go back and completely rewrite it from a technology standpoint, because, oh. you know, that like, you know, kids didn't have as many self, you know, the, the things that happen in the book would change based on today's technology. So with the constant cell phones and everything. So, so unless, I, it would, unless it becomes like a 2010 period piece. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Nice. Maybe that's what. Maybe that's the perspective that book needs to really make yeah. it into the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Well, Jocelyn, do you want to let um, all the listeners know, like, where to find you and where to order butts mm-hmm. and pre-order brains? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm Jocelyn Rich everywhere. J O C E L Y N R I S H. Just Twitter, Instagram, and my website is jocelynrich.com. Um, 
and I have a place on my website where you can order a signed copy, signed personalized copy from my local, mm -hmm. if you would like, my local indie. Um, otherwise, it's, you know, Amazon, Bookshop, Barnes & Noble, the normal awesome. places. Your local indie, find it at your, your local indie. If it's not there, request it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pocket. right. Request it, yep, from the bookstores, from the libraries, yep, totally. Yep. Awesome. Well, Jocelyn, is there anything that we missed that you want that you want to get into the conversation? Um, well, I kind of touched on it and I'm always trying to, I'm trying to promo my other things too. I also make movies. And so, um, yes. I just, <laughs> I just released my first feature film. I say we, me is my brother and I do, we do movies together. And, oh, cool. um, yeah, it's always weird to talk about though, because they're horror movies. And so, um, it's a bit, it's like, here's my funny book about butts. And then here's my horror movie with lots of How do you shoehorn disturbing yeah, right. i know it's really hard and so <laughs> I'll, sh I'll shoehorn it in by saying talking about marketing um my the movie re released october 15th and then butts released november 2nd so i had two and a half weeks between so my oh, two wow. dreams came true within a two and a half so i've been wanting to have a feature film for her forever and then i wanted to <laughs> have a book polish and they happen within two and a half weeks of each other oh, and wow. it was it was a rough time there was very little sleep happening during that, that yeah window. Wow. so it was um yeah it was it was fun and exciting but it was rough and I don't recommend them happening that close to each other well but, what is the name of the movie and where can we find it we can it's called grave intentions and it's actually an anthology of short horror films that are done by other filmmakers we did a contest and had um and uh picked our favorite of the five five short horror films from other filmmakers and then we created a wraparound with a character that had been one of our short films that was called high heels and hoodoo and we took the character and made her like the crypt keeper the rod serling character the alfred hitchcock of introducing each of the films and so we made the wraparound it's called, called grave intentions and it's um on amazon itunes um i think it's on itunes it's on google play all the places where you find uh uh very movies. cool very and then you cool. can go to our, our, our website, graveintentions.com. You can go there and it has links to all the places you can find it. Okay, awesome. We will also add that into <laughs> okay. the show notes. That's very cool. So that's, I had to do, I'm always like, my brother's always like, make sure you pop the movie too. And I'm like, okay, but it really doesn't fit. <laughs> he can get his own make episode. It fit. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, it's funny uh, that, that final, like, wh what else do we need to talk about question? The last person that we talked to, uh, we, we didn't have time to explore the barbershop quartet. Aspect of life, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> we contain yeah. multitudes, right? <laughs> I know. Right. There's always something that I feel like we missed, even though we talk about so much. So it's always like, okay, do, is there anything else? You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, Jocelyn, thank you so, so much. We know that you've got, you know, so much going on and congratulations on all the success with your oh, books thank you. and, thank and you. your film. And thank you so much for coming on the show. We loved it. Oh, thanks for having me. It was so much fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> You may contribute a verse. Thanks for listening this week. Find out more about us and our guests and the artists behind their cover and theme music at our websites, verse.show, renegenerate.com, and joshmoncourts.com. See you next verse. Bye.